Are you also tired of one-size-fits-all weight loss plans? Meet Noom, the personalized solution that meets you where you are. Noom is able to understand your unique needs, from dietary restrictions to medical concerns. Unlike restrictive programs, Noom embraces your lifestyle and choices. Discover a sustainable approach to weight loss, tailored just for you. Honestly, Noom felt like it was made for me. It's not just about what I eat. It's about understanding why. With Noom, I've learned so much about myself and built healthier habits that stick. It's all about progress, not perfection. Say goodbye to restrictive diets and experience the Noom app for yourself with personalized lessons and expert coaching. Noom's psychology and biology-based approach has helped over 5.2 million people achieve their goals. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M.com. And check out Noom's first-ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for 100 healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard-to-recycle plastic into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Star Wars 7x7, episode 3491. So Podcast Stardust is a wonderful podcast over on the RetroZap network. And over the past few years, they have done multiple episodes across the course of a year celebrating a particular film. Last year, it was Return of the Jedi for the 40th anniversary. This year, it's going to be The Phantom Menace because of the 25th anniversary. And they invited me on to be their first guest as they go through the movie. So I'm going to share with you an excerpt of that episode, which is actually dropping today. Punch it. Hey Rebel Rouser, I'm Alan Voigod and this is Star Wars 7x7, your daily dose of Star Wars joy. Thank you so much for joining me for it. So if you haven't checked out Podcast Stardust, it's an awesome listen. They publish episodes usually three times a week and one of the fun things that they do over the course of a year is that they will go through a particular Star Wars movie in detail with guests from other podcasts joining them and I got to do the kickoff one for The Phantom Menace this time around. They are looking at The Phantom Menace all across 2020 because this is, of course, the 25th anniversary. And so the conversation happens and then the analysis of the first 10 minutes and 45 seconds of the movie in this particular case is what you can hear me along with Dennis Keithley and Jay Krebs from Podcast Stardust talking about on Podcast Stardust on the episode that drops for them today, actually. I will have a link to their show in the blog post for this show's episode at sw7x7.com and in the show notes as well. But I get to share an excerpt with you from the show. And so that's what I'm sharing with you today. So you're going to get to hear a conversation about Qui-Gon and Obi-Wan arriving in that little conference room and how they're talking about being mindful of the future, but not at the expense of the present and the cosmic force and the living force. And that's kind of where the discussion really (laughs) goes into unexpected places. So 
I hope you'll check out the whole episode, but here's a taste of what went on with Podcast Stardust with myself and Dennis Keithley and Jay Krebs. And I just want to say thank you so much, Jay and Dennis, for having me on again. It was really fun. And yeah, so before we get to the excerpt, I'll just end <laughs> our part of the show and say thank you so much for joining me for this episode, as always. And may the force be with you wherever in the world you may be. And now, without further ado, here's that excerpt from my appearance on Podcast Stardust. Everyone says, I have a bad feeling about this. So our classic Star Wars line getting uttered for the first time in this movie and he's going on but it's not about the mission it is something elsewhere elusive alan what is your take on that do you think he's referring to the you know titular phantom menace in the title or uh that he's sensing something else going on beneath the service what, what is your take you know it's something that blew by me on first viewings i don't think i paid too close attention to it and you know, now, having seen the movie you know, however many times, I you know naturally think it has something to do with Sidious. That maybe he's picking up something there somehow. But you know, maybe I'm just a, a credulous movie viewer or something. But I did not necessarily connect the Phantom Menace with Sidious watching the movie through the first time. Like you know, maybe it was just one of those things where I was a more innocent moviegoer where I wasn't looking for the connections or already trying to figure out, okay, where's the movie maker trying to insert the twist or the surprise of the plot or anything like that, that I was just able to watch the movie and enjoy it and not have that second part of my brain running, trying to figure out what's really happening. So I really had no idea. Like for me, it could have been anything basically. <laughs> Mm -hmm. And Jay, you know, Qui-Gon's kind of dismissive about it because, you know, he tells Obi-Wan, don't center on your anxieties, Obi-Wan, keep your concentration here and now where it belongs. And this goes into this whole conversation about Obi-Wan saying, well, Master Yosa should be mindful of the future. And then Qui-Gon says, not at the expense of the moment, be mindful of the living force, young Padawan. So, uh, you know, I'm just going to kind of use that bit of dialogue to ask you essentially the same thing I just asked Alan. You know, do you think... Obi-Wan was really tapped into something that Qui-Gon wasn't? Or is it the fact that Obi-Wan is maybe just a younger Jedi and maybe a little bit more nervous about this? What do you think? Well, you know, again, kind of going back to my first viewing of this, I was just so excited to be sitting there. And as soon as those cows came back, I was like, oh, it's baby Obi-Wan, you yeah. know? And then, like you said, it, he, he utters the, the classic line i have a bad feeling about this so i was just so caught up in just the you know almost like having anime sparkle eyes at this point that <laughs> i didn't even really let any of that sink in until much much later but you know i have actually used that quote in like my quote of the day for my classroom is be mindful of the future but not at the expense of the moment you know kind of thing and i think you know, just thinking on it now, for me, it's a little bit more, especially knowing Qui-Gon and, and Obi-Wan's background and their connection to each other is Qui-Gon's, you know, saying, okay, we, we need to focus what we're doing because youngsters, a lot of times they, they get to be a little scatterbrained. And so they want to think this and they think that and they think this, but Obi-Wan always was tapped into you know, I, I feel a lot more of an underlying feeling about things going on overall, mm -hmm. you know, not just what was going on on the, on the surface and maybe what they were specifically, quote unquote, there to do. But he was he always had that, you know, seventh sense. If the force is the sixth sense, then, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, he, he even went beyond that. 
Mm -hmm. And, you know, Alan, the other thing that comes up here is that Qui-Gon tells Obi-Wan to be mindful of the living force. And, you know, that's something that went right over my head the first time I saw this movie. But it occurs to me that, you know, this is the first new iteration that we get on the force after the original trilogy. And I'm just talking about the movies. I'm not talking about any books or anything that may have come out. But, you know, in the original trilogy, it was the force and the dark side of the force. And now we're getting this aspect of the force called the living force. How have you come to understand what the living force is? And I guess the other thing that comes up is the other part of it is the cosmic force. Right. You know, I'm not sure I have what I feel is a totally confident handle on the differentiation between the two. I think at the time when I heard it, my you know initial reaction was just that we're in a time where the Jedi are plentiful and they have a you know different relationship to the Force and they you know, know so much more than the kind of you know, very limited information that we got about the Force in the original trilogy because it was just Yoda and Luke and there's only so much they could say. So I guess at the time, I thought that they were just talking about the Force, like that was just their conception of the Force and no, there wasn't anything more to it. It's really only through, I think, the Clone Wars that um, I started to understand that there was sort of a distinction between this idea of the living force and the cosmic force. And I think my understanding of the cosmic force is more that I don't even see it's what's about to come out of my mouth. I already don't like as an answer. I feel like it's not the right answer, <laughs> but just the, the idea of, you know, if, if the force like connects all living things, then um, the living force is just the expression of the, the cosmic force that it is that temporary moment where you dip out of the sea of the cosmic force, you live a life of sentience or, you know, in case of maybe some, creatures non-sentience per se but you have uh, what you would consider a life and then you die and then you go back into the cosmic force and that you know energy of your you know life existence is absorbed back into the greater spectrum of things and maybe if there were such a thing as reincarnation then you could be expressed into the living force again in some fashion or not but i guess i, I feel a little bit better about um putting it that way yeah actually i feel kind of all right about that <laughs> you sure? because you that was too. phenomenal <laughs> well thank you definitely uh, yeah i've never been particularly strong in explaining the difference between the living force the cosmic force the current notions of what the light and the dark side are and how they're not necessarily one is good one is bad and things like that um i did a little bit of looking into it and alan i think your explanation was like hitting the nail on the head Oh. with what the living force and the cosmic force is. I mean, because the clearest thing I found about it was the living force is basically every living being contributes to it. There's the force flows through all of us. And the cosmic force has more to do with the midichlorians, which don't even come up in this segment. So we'll save ourselves because we do 30 minutes on that by itself. <laughs> uh, so we'll just put that aside for now. But um, again, when it, with all the movies we've done in, in the past and these 10 to 15 minute segments each month things in the dialogue just jump out to me that I think I take for granted. And this stuck out to me this time was that Qui-Gon specifically mentions the living force. Mm -hmm. Now be mindful of the force. It's be mindful of the living force. And you know, it, it's different than 
in the original trilogy when the discussion of the force is always the force or the light side and then the dark side of the force. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I don't think the Jedi are even contemplating at this point someone would be using the dark side of the force. So, yeah, that's not even uh, on top of mind when it comes down to it. Mm -hmm. So what you're saying actually kind of raises another question for me, which is that if Qui-Gon is telling Obi-Wan to you know focus on the living force, then does it you know follow from that that what obi-wan is feeling this you know elusive situation is an expression of the cosmic force somehow Ooh, interesting it, it very well could be because in the limited amount of research i did the suggestion was when you are or the jedi are or someone who's attuned to the force is meditating they're listening to the will of the force through the cosmic force mm. But it's all one force. <laughs> so mm -hmm. it's, you always talk about, you know, the light side and the dark side being two sides of the same coin. Well, I, I mean, I guess it's now one of these coins that exists in three dimensions, four dimensions. That's got two more, <laughs> the living and the cosmic as well. And um, I don't know, as much as I enjoy it, sometimes these discussions can give me a headache. So <laughs> it's very existential. Yeah. And we got plenty more to discuss in this segment, so we'll leave it there for now. This is not endorsed or sponsored yet by Lucasfilm Limited, Disney, or 20th Century Fox, and is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Star Wars, the Star Wars logo, all names and pictures of Star Wars characters, vehicles, and any other Star Wars-related items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Lucasfilm Limited, other respective trademark and copyright holders. May the Force be with them. All original content is copyrighted by Star Wars 7x7. We hope you love it.